movement, a vibe, a person, a sister, a mother, a queen, a wanuza. This is the Wanuza video cast. Um, I'd like to welcome everybody and wish you a very happy spring. I'm glad to introduce my panel today. We're going to have such interesting conversation. We've offered and we've actually, um, not even offered, we've um, shared that we're going to have lots of engaging conversation and there's going to be lots of, lots of engaging content that's going to be coming out of the video cast. Make sure to turn on your notifications and to follow us on the Wanuza page on Instagram and Facebook and find us on Anchor, on Anchor FM uh, forward slash Wanuza and that is where we are. I'm going to introduce my panel. Um, I've got Brilliant Cody as well as Wame Rasahakwana and please guys carry on just like share who you are. Yes. Uh, hi Komoto. Uh, thank you for having me today, uh, Nisa. Uh, yes, my name is Brendan Cody. I am the content director at Those Guys, uh, an agency that I started four years ago. Uh, and basically what we do is content for corporate lines and restaurants at the moment. Uh, but we're just excited with just helping people communicate and achieve their goals. So I, I, when we were doing your profile, yes. it said you're social marketing agency yes and not correct. a social media marketing agency yes. Can you share what's, what, yes. what that actually means yes uh, because we really pride ourselves uh, in the fact that um, we put people first mm -hmm. so uh, the agency that actually encourages the spirit of socializing mm -hmm. the spirit of people living together mm -hmm. so for us it's more of using digital media mm -hmm. to bring people together to, so that businesses can ultimately achieve their objectives. So that's why for us it then became, instead of social media, for us we want to socially enable people to be together, so we're social marketing people. So we're social marketing agency because of that. So yeah. Interesting because then Wame actually sits in a social media marketing agency. Yes. So let's welcome Wame, please just share your introduction with us. Hi, thank you for having me, Wanuza. Um, nice to meet you, brilliant finally. <laughs> um, my name is Wame Rasahakwana. I am a digital marketer. So basically what I do is I create uh, um, so many awesome and winning content marketing strategies for different brands over and above um, managing and creating a lot of content for various social media pages from different industries. You give me fashion, I can do it. You give me fast food um, restaurants, I can create the content. Um, yeah, so that's me. I am a digital marketer at Bid Brands. Um, digital marketing agency um, so at bit brands what we basically do is that we create social media strategies for different clients over and above creating amazing content marketing strategies it's absolutely awesome that i have the both of you um, coming from two similar and two very conscious um, industry in the same industry actually that do completely the same thing but in a different kind of style um, one is setup is a lot more corporate setup and your setup is a lot more social marketing um, setup. So it actually brings us to us um, speaking about the topic for today. Um, the topic for today, and I hope you're ready, ding, 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 because we kind of did not like super prepare and just put it because we wanted to have this spontaneous and be authentic, right? Yes. We're speaking completely from the heart. Yes. Um, 
The topic for today is content marketing versus influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. What is your take? And we're bringing this forth because there's been a lot of changes in the market and there's been a lot of uh, marketing strategy changes and how people are putting forth content. So as a content strategist as well as a content director, what is your take on influencer marketing and content marketing? Mm. Yes, uh, to start, I would say for me, what I appreciate about this journey and where we are as a country right now in Botswana is that for me, I've had the privilege of actually starting out as an influencer mm -hmm. uh, when the whole thing was starting out uh, uh, around the 2000, 2010-2011. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been so good to experience what the other side right now is experiencing. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, right now being on the other side, we're now the decision-making side. So for me, uh, content marketing versus influencer marketing has just been something that I've seen evolve. Yeah. That... Uh, I know the power that it has. Mm -hmm. I've seen the power. I've been a part of the power mm -hmm. that you'd be silly to think that we're just joking right now, talking about content marketing. <laughs> yeah. You'd be silly to think that what we're talking about is just when it's just kids that are just taking TikToks. No, it can give you results. Yes. I've yeah. seen it. I'm a leading example of it. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's the real things. Businesses need influencer marketing. Businesses need to look at content for them to grow. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I am at. I don't know, what do you think, Wani? <laughs> so for me, I think um, content marketing and influencer marketing are different and similar in a way, right? So for a content marketer, content marketer creates um, content for various platforms, both online, both um, offline. So they own a tactic right they own a strategy um but as for an influencer marketer they own a platform that they use to disseminate various um types of content that ideally or essentially come from a, a content marketer right yeah you reckon you reckon because it brings a very interesting um angle to it because in in uh, in the marketing industry especially from your point of view actually for even for you brilliant i mean you've got the the great mix of the agency and also that um influencer and be having been an influencer and you as a content strategist you work mostly with brands yes. and that ties you entirely to working with marketing managers mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you work directly with marketing managers every day <laughs> so um, do you think marketing managers, in your point of view, yes. are creatives? Uh, I mean, I can answer that one right away because uh, it's, some, it's a debate I've had within my head because these are people I work with every day, I engage with them every day, I send them emails every day, I talk to them every Please day. Please find that touch. So, <laughs> I hope this email finds you well, you know? <laughs> Even though it's gonna find you in a gown, you know. Yeah, because we're working uh, from home. Exactly, my boy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, for me, it's just been uh, very interesting to actually figure them out or really get in their heads a bit and wonder, like the technicalities. Sometimes the way we, how other people are so obsessed with the technicalities, like you meet a marketing manager and they're just like, ah, but I can run a little, like they have 20,000 followers. Let's go with them. And you're like, but where's your heart in this? Are you really a creative? Can you see the creative vision? Uh, so I think, yes, 
please, I have made a clear disclaimer. <laughs> the opinions of this panel are not of one user. They are of the, 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 the panel. <laughs> yes, and that's, that's good, yes. So I would say yes, in the sense that everyone is born with the edge of having creativity. It's just that it differs. Engineers are creative. Doctors are creative. Everyone is born with it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but when it comes to marketing managers, I just feel like sometimes or most of the times, other people are just a bit more technical on it instead of being creative about it. And creative is a thing that you follow your gut. Yeah. You follow your guides. Yeah. That's creativity. That's why then artists, then the creative artists, they sometimes dedicate time to something so that they listen to, to their guides specifically about the project that they're working on, right? So we lack that sometimes because the people who sit in power, the gatekeepers are a bit too technical. They just want people with numbers, mm. but they miss listening to the guide, which is creativity. Mm. But at the end of the day, they were born creatives like any other any creative. Other person. Yeah. 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 I think I'll just add on to, to, to what Brilliant has said. I think to some extent they are creative, but they find themselves having too much, you know, technical aspects to them because they are uh, the sole uh, the sole responsible people for the business, for bringing business for an organization, you know, for mar for uh, um, managing their consumers' interests. So they get too busy, if I could say, they get too busy with the technical part, you know, the financials. Okay, brilliant is bringing me such an amazing, such a, such yeah. a great concept, yeah. but. Does the business have the kind of money to 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 put for this creative idea? So I think they are because essentially when you are marketing, there's a little bit of creativity that comes with you. Essentially, when you go on the market, um, the journey of being a marketer, there's some sort of creativity that comes with you. But when you become a marketing manager, now you have to sit at the table with and manage, and manage yeah. now and, and manage and role. take on a real role and take on a real yeah. role of budget yeah. management and take on a real role of, yeah. I guess it's a function of of roles, of roles, because a marketing manager, in my point of view, I mean, they, they guard certain business strategies. So maybe they're not stuck being busy, they're just guarding business strategies, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's, it's a function of each business being very different. So in view of this, to what extent do you think marketing managers should be a part of content creation or implement some marketing strategies? Ideally, I think they should be part of this from the beginning to the end. I mean, most briefs come from them. Yes. And I think most marketing managers have the tendency of saying, hey, I'm throwing this at you, take it, run with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So we find ourselves creating, creating, creating. And then when it comes back to them, it's always, hmm, maybe we should have maybe we should have right yeah. so i think they should be part of the brief from the beginning let's understand the concept together yeah. let me throw ideas at you from the onset i need your feedback from the onset you know type of so i think they should be part of the journey from beginning to the end even when we're executing try to be part of it you know come to the shoot you know just see what's happening yeah. right give me the feedback Didn't we say they're a bit busy and most, they're a bit busy. I mean, that was, isn't that? Because essentially, if a marketing manager is going to foot a brief, I'm sorry now, you know, yeah. brilliant, a foot a brief that trusting that you are going to create the right content within CI, but I don't know what you would, you would actually so, add to that. Uh, my answer would be, um, I believe that that question in the first instance <laughs> should not exist 
and my <laughs> no <laughs> my reason being no uh, the answer yeah. it's it's yeah. the answer to the question rather okay, yeah it's just the how i'm gonna start the answer and reason why i'm saying that is because i believe that from the onset when hr was enrolling the manager on board the marketing manager on board it should be someone who already is passionate ah, about the business and the brand and the brand story that it it aligns with the person because automatically when that is done you have a manager who automatically from onset they should be part of the story i don't know why it should be like a reality where managers just get a uh, a proposal or they get whatever from agency and that's what they run with and they are just so detached from the story then that's not your job Taka. you are misplaced you know because <laughs> you should be in a role whereby you should be part of the story yeah. when it starts yeah. from when we select the influencers from for the stuff you should know and you should know the alignment because okay. it's all about alignment you as the marketing manager you are aligned to be in that job place yeah so that whatever storyline that happens to it it is still aligned everything must function in alignment so that we get results Absolutely, if it's yeah. not aligned then why 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 didn't content creation start at the manager then that's where crisis start i'm yeah. sure uh with uh other international brands clothing fashion brands that where we had where they said uh comparing black kids to monkeys it happened yeah, it, yeah, yeah i can't say names but if i say that i'm sure you know where, where no, we were going and i know exactly that which one can be a good sign of detachment where in that example you can see it's a racial thing it's white people detached from black, black narratives yeah. yeah 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 detachment if we focus on alignment let's hire the right managers who are aligned with the brand then they will be part of content creation from the ground so you're so basically you're talking about brand stories being entrenched within marketing managers mm -hmm. so is is content creation or influencer marketing or content marketing a function of a marketing manager in alignment with the creative agency or a pr manager because what you just mm -hmm. raised something very important mm -hmm. about guarding mm -hmm. guarding the brands is it like a pr do you think it's a public relations function or more of a marketing function because that's entrenchment and that is alignment and understanding um company profiles and rules and guidelines it's a balance okay yeah it's a balance because you need the numbers to make money because mm -hmm. <laughs> without money there's no the job there's no yes. lights yeah and then you need the right narrative so that the lights can still keep on so that people can still show up to that shop so mm -hmm. that people can show up uh, to that program and still apply and show up or go to that school you need the narrative to push it right so it's i think it's a balance and a lot of the times i always see it going to the other other half more yeah. or the other end more and then it's like a mess yeah so essentially a pr any pr strategy plays a key role in any marketing strategy basically yeah so you cannot separate the two they need to have a balance and they need to have some sort of an alignment so that everything functions well yeah because yeah. then there's a question of brand management marketing management and pr management because it's a it's a question of what touch point you are going to but i will try not to go into details so something that's also a little bit interesting that i would like for us to go into is can we talk about numbers 
can we talk about influencer numbers can we have a chat about algorithms and hashtags and do people actually know how much they're worth because you know like rightfully said um brilliant it's a question of i just want the followers and if you have x amount number of followers then i want the brand will be aligned to you so is this getting the brand's right engagement or is are the brands in the right space absolutely not at um you could have the numbers that's fine but at the end of the day it's a question of quantity over quality so you're saying okay because i have 120 followers i deserve to be a brand ambassador or an influencer of a specific um brand but are those 120 people engaging with your content is your content authentic enough for your followers i am victim to following people that other people know because everybody's talking about them but i don't really consume that content so at the end of the day it's just a matter of quality over quantity you could you could have a massive massive following i think people also chase the numbers but i think we should not be chasing numbers you should be chasing the quality of your content you should know your audience what do they like do they like you or the aesthetics around you so it it, it always comes back to authenticity i agree with wani mm-hmm. uh and from a social aspect what we what we always try to look at is more of saying brands moving from being obsessed with numbers of saying ah this is so and so and they have 10,000 followers and above can we move from that narrative <laughs> can we move from that narrative and rather move to the narrative of saying what what's this person doing and what about them is relatable to our market you know that we want we know if they we attach ourselves to them it's going to give us value i mean i'm saying this after following a case study because i'm i'm always just watching things and learning from other people's mistakes you know and uh we a very a parasitical brand where right now the main influencer call out is based on numbers mm-hmm. and i'm like guys didn't you tell me it's still 2010 are we still focused <laughs> on numbers what we can buy numbers <laughs> you know like we can buy the reason why facebook is buying money uh, sorry is making money right now yeah. is because people can buy numbers that's true yeah so if you are not going to base your story on context and depth yeah and on saying what does this person that I'm aligning with what who are they are they the, the people of integrity mm. and you're going to now fixate yourself on saying oh but they can give me 100k views hey yeah. we can buy that but isn't that also <laughs> interesting that there's a question of is it of engagement versus conversion mm-hmm. and engagement versus impressions mm-hmm. so i mean i would like one actually like maybe to like delve deeper into this like in engagement scores and com- and impressions because that's exactly what brilliant is sharing with us like you can buy the numbers you can buy the numbers, you can buy the numbers and the numbers can give you uh the likes yeah. but does it give you the conversion and what's that big difference that people we need to really understand especially for influencers mm-hmm. for them to understand what they're really worth and Just this week we we I I I was doing some research also 
and I came across engagement scores. So I'm also going to share what your engagement scores are. And you, I would essentially like for you guys to share with us what you're doing because um, it explains a certain percentage rate. But carry on. Okay. So impressions is the number of times your content is being seen by other people or consumed by other people. But it will not tell you what those people are doing with the content they have seen what actions they're taking with the content that they've seen, right? Mm -hmm. And then engagement is, you know, the likes, the comments, the reactions, the shares, the likes, right? So because you have uh, a huge following, you, you are going to obviously get a high impression rate uh -huh. because there's a hundred people following you. Yeah. Um, these hundred people, your, your content is popping up on their feeds everywhere because they are following you, right? But what are they doing with your content? Are they engaging? Are they engaging with your content, or are they, are they just saying, "Wow, fire emoji, fire emoji"? Are they actually buying the shades you're wearing? Because, for example, a typical example, let's just say you're wearing these shades because you are trying to attract people to them and say, "Hey guys, buy these shades," without necessarily saying them. How many people in your comments are going to say, "Hey, brilliant, I love your shades. Where did you get them?" Or is it just going to be, hey, where are you from? Drop your flag. Hashtag, hashtag. Give me a DM. Give me a DM. Wanuza. You know, smiley face. Umushle, you look good. You know? Is it about you? You look good. Or is it about, hey, I realize you've got cool shades on. Where can I get them? How much did you get them? So those are the kind of things we need to be very cognizant of. When we're, search, when we're searching for different influences to influence different brands that we're working on. Numbers don't mean anything. Yo, no, I was not here when she said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> numbers, yes, but brilliant. <laughs> I'll leave this to the numbers, guys. Yes. I was going to say, in, uh, in agreeing with Wani um, about conversion and how, you know, someone liking the content or people engaging with the content doesn't necessarily translate to sales. Mm. And I would really want to argue that still and say, so is a billboard. How do you know they found out from the billboard? Yo, yeah, okay. So is, uh, I mean, we don't really know how newspaper sales are doing. Do they ever really release how much they sell? They sell, you know, not, not all the time, you know. Unless they hold on to a number which was conducted maybe five years ago in when, when newspapers <laughs> were when newspapers when newspapers were a thing and they're like yeah we printed a hundred k last month can you still do that now mm -hmm. yeah especially that most newspapers have gone online also because of exactly. the advent of you can't print lots of paper exchanging of paper yeah so I just don't. The reason I'm going with that direction is to say I don't enjoy how much how we want to say, but digital media doesn't tell me how much I'm gonna make. It doesn't. I mean, you haven't given it a try yeah. to start yeah. with, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So how are you gonna judge it so much, and you're gonna have a hope and a billboard mm. when people knock off from work? Banal, like banal stress. <laughs> Do you think they have time to look at your billboard? You yeah. know? So it's like, if you can have hope in a billboard, mm. 
have hope with digital, digital media yeah. as well. The future. You know, so, yeah. yeah. The future. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to share with you guys. I'm going to share with Brilliant and Wame yes. their engagement scores. And I would like for them to share with us exactly what that matrix, or not even that matrix, that formula is. With Brilliant, I'll be sharing it directly from an agency point of view. Yes. And with Wame, I'll share directly from hers as a... Uh, as a content uh, strategist, but she also have, manages her own page, which is quite rare. There's very few um, content strategies that have active social media pages. So, <laughs> but clearly, your stats show this. So, Wame, your current engagement scores are 9.45%, which is by far. A good number. A very great number. I'll tell you why. Okay, tell us why. Yeah. I don't have a huge following. Mm-hmm. I have a very small following. I, I don't think I've even reached a thousand followers on on, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And most of the people that follow me are people around me. Mm-hmm. So they support everything I do, okay, right? Okay. So they support everything I do. Mm-hmm. For example, I was wearing pants the other day mm-hmm. and I posted a picture. Mm-hmm. And most of my friends were like, yo, where did you get these oh, cool pants, okay? Yeah, so I was just <laughs> writing, they know I got them at JB, I got them there, I got them there. Mm-hmm. So I have a very small following and the people that follow me Actually, my audience are people that understand my content because okay. there are people around me. There are people that kind of live the same life as me, right? If I buy a Monusa cup, a friend who's following me would want a Monusa cup, right? Yeah. So that's why my engagement is that high. I'm not... Okay. But I could be an influencer, you know? <laughs> Hello. Okay, and then, brilliant. Those guys... Engagement scores 3.48%. Of course, it's a D. No, it's not even <laughs> no, it's a D. Not it's not, it's a very good engagement because, like, a great engagement is at yes. what? It's, um, not too sure, but over 2.5%. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then I, I guess maybe to give a bit of context behind it mm-hmm. uh, would be we are a small business mm-hmm. uh, and you know what, with personal versus business, and this is the challenge we always find ourselves mm-hmm. with, is that it's very easy for you to win engagement quickly yeah. from a personal platform. Because mm-hmm. those are people you went to kindergarten, primary. Mm-hmm. So with business, this is something you give birth to within maybe last night. So that's, there's room to build and within this room that's where then the strategy for content comes in uh-huh, yeah. to create relatable content over time so it needs time it needs relatable content it needs patience mm-hmm. and it will grow mm-hmm. right so it's like the same thing to even business owners who are watching this or even marketing managers who sometimes find themselves going through like a period where they're like but the numbers are doing so low like the numbers are so low and you know finding yourself within that time just understand it means it's like failure is always you know redirection it just means change a couple of things look at the strategy align it give it time you'll see the results absolutely also don't be afraid to um, switch your strategy here and there see what works for you what doesn't work for you exactly yeah I guess that's actually true about strategy in any case. Strategy mm-hmm. involves, strategy Strategy is not meant to stay static, but yes. it's, it's something that we learn over time. Interestingly, love, the Wanusa page grew from a 0.8% engagement as at Tuesday last week, and we're currently sitting at 3.78%. So clearly it means you're tuned into the right channel, 
you're consuming the right content and you are loving the panel. Yes. So, you know what? It's amazing. <laughs> let's make this completely epic and let's continue to grow this. Um, this is a movement for Baunuza, Libora Nuza. Yep. And it's a space that we can all talk about the things that are relevant in the market and things that are relevant anywhere and we can share conversations. Here's a last question to my panel. Do you think people should delete posts on Instagram or Facebook or their platforms or whatever to gain better engagement? We got that a, uh, get that quite a lot. I, I personally am a fan believer of deleting some content, right? I mean, I wouldn't, I think also as people, we're like strategy ourselves. We evolve over time, yeah. right? I have created a brand for myself. Yeah because I want to be an influencer, I want to influence, I want to attract brands. Mm. But if I want to attract Nwanuza, why would I still have posts Radunza, an opposite brand from the past? Yeah. That's probably maybe competition to a brand that I'm trying to um, attract. Right. But how can you be so conscious of that when you don't actually know what brand is going to land on you? Mm. Because there's certain, there's macro influences that those people cannot cover everything and have like a massive following. And there's nano influences that have a small following and a big and a big um, consumption or engagement rate. Much more much like you and your group of friends. Mm -hmm. So does that actually help you to um, better yourself or does it make you better prepare for the future? Which part is it? I'm not sure. Uh, brilliant. Uh, my answer would be different though. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I, I, I don't really encourage deleting right away. I'm a big fan of archiving. Yeah. Okay. Archiving. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I was actually going to get like, that yeah, and say it right. I, 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 I like to archive. But uh, in terms of when we get down to influencer marketing and um, work and what should be vi uh, visible or not visible um i actually once lost that line because of the fact that i was doing work with another client okay but then sometimes or most of the times when i look back and think about it or think about my youth whatever mm. now <laughs> uh i don't really regret because i believe in alignment and and this is what i think i would since the, you know, I would want to end, you know, my part. What I'm gonna say, to end it on saying that, never feel the pressure of as an influencer and you're watching this. Never feel the pressure of um, changing yourself or wanting to fix things because you, listen, if it's your bag, it will find you. Yeah. Okay. Be where you are supposed to be and be present. If you are with family right now and that's your life, be with family. Yeah. yeah. You know, because what's meant for you will find you, you know. Mm. So, um, and just that basis, it should dictate what you, you know, follow that guide right through even with your yeah. social media. But archive, because you want to look back and laugh at those names. <laughs> Don't delete. Do archive. Do not delete archive. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank you, Thank you very much, Wane. It's been so amazing. I would not have done this first episode um, without you guys. Thank you. And I'm very honored by your presence. So to our audience, we are giving away 10 Wanuza mugs. So like, subscribe, leave a comment about what you feel about this conversation. And we sure hope to just catch you on the comment section and maybe you might just win a prize. 
It was amazing. Have yourself a happy spring day. A movement. A vibe. A person. A sister. A mother. A queen. A one loser.